Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Boat Talk with Lucky Jones. I'm Ebony. I'm Amiri. And today we're talking about Token Black Girl by Danielle Prescott. Is it Prescott? Yeah, I think it's Prescott. Because okay. it's with a D at the end. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I listened to, to it on Audible. So Audible. <laughs> Carlos makes fun of me. Because you, you say <laughs> Audible book or Audible. Audible. <laughs> it's like, like you mesh the two words together. You're like one word only. <laughs> it's like, it's one of these words. Sick. I'm only halfway right. But, um, okay, so I was listening to this on the way to North Carolina. And it about put me to sleep. She has a very monotone voice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like both monotone and Valley Girl. Yes. Which is interesting because I was on a plane and I did fall asleep. And I'm not like a fall asleep on plane type girl. Yeah. I digress. Keep going. And so it was just like, it was driving me crazy because it was boring. And it, she was talking <laughs> about things that I did not care about at all. I don't care about fashion. I don't care about the effects it had on people. This is something that I did not even consider when asking you to read this book because I forget that like you don't care about fashion. You don't care about makeup, nor do you understand it. No. I literally was only able to relate to her whenever she was talking about hair. And even then I was just like, okay, now I'm over it. Because you're like, as somebody who doesn't get so in, and doesn't have to worry about a leave out. Like, uh... Yeah, cause like, but also, okay, so like I was able to loosely relate to her because I was like, okay, yeah, growing up, I, my mom tricked me into getting a perm. Cause she was just like, cause this is, I promise you, this is what I hung on to. So she was like, Ebony, do you want your hair to be long and pretty? like those white girls and I was just like yeah I want my hair to be long and pretty I don't really care about the white girl thing so she's over here she applying it and everything and I'm just like oh no this burns this is ter- this is excruciating so have you only ever had like a couple perms in your life no I've had perms up until I graduated from high school okay yeah okay. yeah so like, like you were old enough to remember your first perm yes that's crazy because I was not I've been getting my hair permed since I was very little. Oh, wow. I, like, I, I gotta find a baby picture for you, but I came out the womb, like, with an afro. Like, I've always had a bunch of hair. And it never stuck. No, yeah, stuck. Yeah, it never stuck. Your hair is, like, just curly. Yeah, like, it never ruined my curl pattern. Because when I tell you, I've been perming my hair from probably, like, two years old to, like, Oh my God. 23, 24, 25 years. I really think I stopped perming my hair when I moved here because I wasn't gonna do it myself. Like it's something that my mom does for me. Yeah. And I just was like, mm, the water is better down here. Cause Midland water is really bad for you to wash your hair in. Okay. Cause it's toxic. Oh. Yeah, like. It blows my mind that there are parts of the USA where they're like, yeah, don't use the water. And fun fact, I grew up drinking this water. I still, when I, if I go to Midland now, I'll still drink a glass of Midland water. It does not bother me. I know there's fluoride and arsenic and all sorts of stuff. They send out letters. It's like, hey, this week, don't drink the water because we did find lethal amounts of this in the water. Oh my God. Because it's also an oil town. So like a that lot of times sense. they drain what's in the oil field into the water supply. But Fun. yeah, it never like ruined my curl pattern. And I guarantee you, if I perm my hair tonight, 
it would make my curl pattern more defined for like a couple weeks, but then it just would like go back to this. I have really resilient hair and I learned that during the big like hair fiasco a couple Christmases ago. <sighs> my heart is so broken over that. And I felt so bad because I was like, dang. Everybody had to like cut their hair and like do all sorts of stuff and like And then Mary's over my here <laughs> went back to normal. Like yes. I didn't even think about it till I was just wearing my like bun out and all of y'all were like Yeah. Did your hair curl? And I was like, Yeah, I just started curling again. And I was just like, How? And I was like, Oh, I don't know. It just started it just went back to its and I was so hurt because I was really set on because my hair was like at a decent length at that time. And you were about to get married. Yeah, and I was just like, yeah, I want to wear my natural hair out for my wedding. And literally couldn't do that. Let me explain the hair fiasco to our listeners. So, it had to have been the first year that I'd moved down here. So it was Christmas of 2020. Yeah. And Carlos and Ebony had come down. We were living in this town outside of Atlanta. And my mother-in-law was like, oh, I have this lady. She's coming over to give me a silk press. Do y'all want to get silk presses while she's here? And she was like running a special. Like it was super cheap. It was like $60. Yeah. So all of us were like, oh yeah. And she like came to my mother-in-law's house. Like we didn't have to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. But she was being like really weird about the washing of our hair because I had already washed my hair because I had to go to work. Right. And she's like, oh no, you didn't do it right. And I was like, I just washed my hair right? She's yeah. Like, no, I'm, I'm going to do it for you. And I like, I products. knew something was wrong. That's what we should have known when <laughs> we were like fighting to wash. Nobody wants to wash hair. Yeah. Usually when you go places, they like have your own hair washed. But you were like fighting me to wash my hair. You're like, I have my own products that I wash hair with. And I was like, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, everybody had a really good silk press. Really shiny, really flat. And it wasn't until like a month and a half later, we're going like bridesmaids dress shopping for Ebony. Everybody's hair is still really flat, really straight. Yeah. Now, black women do not wash their hair every day or even every like three or four days. So, but by a month and a half, we would have all washed our hair and we're sitting at my kitchen table and Emmy's like, have you washed your hair? And I was like, yeah, but like weirdly my hair was straight still. Yeah. And you were like, mine too. And I'm like, I don't know if that's like the sign of a really good silk press or really bad silk press. And Ebony's now sister-in-law was like, oh no, that's bad. Yeah. Like she definitely damaged y'all's hair. Cause I remember like when I first got it, it was like, I forgot because I'm so used to just having my natural hair that I was like in the bathroom, I dipped my head in the water. I was like, oh no, like my silk press. And Marlon's like, it's okay. It's just like $70, no big deal. But when I woke up in the morning, like my hair was still straight. And yeah. I was like, strange, but cool. Because I'm glad I didn't mess up my silk press. Right. But then like when we're washing it, no curls. Yeah. And I remember one day I was at work and I was just having my hair out and somebody came up to me like, oh, no, you need to cover up your hair. I was like, oh, why? Because, like, I don't try to put anything, like, with nutty cotton stuff on my hair mm -hmm. because it'll pull my hair out. And she was like, well, you're going to frizz up if you don't cover up your hair. But, like, nothing ever happened. So I was just like... And you know what else? Remember the first day we got them? Yeah. I was like going to work like 30 minutes after I got my silk press. My mother-in-law was like, no, wrap your hair to go to work. And I was like, I'm not wrapping my hair to go to work. But I was like, it's okay. Like, it'll be fine. And I like didn't wrap it, but I kind of like just pulled it back. And I worked like in a deli. Yeah. So it was like very hot, steam everywhere, dishwater, and like... Nothing. Nothing. But I was just like, man, she did a really good job at pressing out my hair. No, she damaged yeah, she did. our follicles. 
She did. And like, I remember being so frustrated because like, I remember saying, even I even said it, I was just like, man, if I knew about this way to perm out a hair, I would have been like having it done all the time because there was no pain. No. She literally just washed her hair, conditioned it, and then flattened it. And, and it, it was, just... Yeah, it was so fast, too. And, like, we don't understand what happened. We don't know what she did. We don't know the product she used because she blocked She Samantha. blocked it. Yeah, she blocked Samantha because my mother-in-law is, this point, pissed. Like, yeah. she's like... Because she had to get her hair, like, completely cut off. My sister-in-law had to get, like, a big chunk of hair cut off. Yeah. I don't... Did you ever cut your hair? I did whenever I finally just came and moved here. Okay. Ebony cut her hair. And so Samantha is like messaging this girl and she's like, hey, what did you use? Like, did you really put a relaxer on her hair? Like, did she? And she's just like, I use my own blend of things. She's like, okay, like, what, what is, is the that? Blend? Yeah. Like, because everybody's hair is damaged. She's like, you know, like my daughter wanted to cut her hair. I had to cut off my hair. She's like, um, my, I'm pretty sure she calls you her, her, her daughter in law too. She's like, my daughter in law is getting married and she's trying to wear her hair out and she can't because of what you did. Yeah. And like at this point, the lady is just blocked. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure, and I had cash app this lady. I'm pretty sure she blocked me on cash app. She was like, mm mm. It's like, not, no, I'm no, not no. dealing with that. And it's crazy because the whole time she's doing my hair, she's telling me about like, because I have really thin edges, which I just thought, because I've had them my entire life. Turns out that I have them because I have a hormonal disorder. Uh huh. But she's like, oh, it's because you get wigs. And I was like, I don't ever get wigs applied, so that's not it. And she's like, oh, it's because of braids. I was like, nobody's ever, like, tensioned because my sister can't do it that tight. And she's the one who braids my hair. And she's like, no, somebody's messing up your hair. You. You. It was you. Yeah. Because she was just like, oh, yeah, I could come over and I could give you this other mix to try to get your edges yeah. back. Yeah, and she's like, I can get your edges back and this, that, and the other. And meanwhile... You did some kind of sorcery. (laughs) Yes, because I'm over here sitting like, what type of sorcery is this? And like, Carlos felt so bad about it. Because like, for the because I told him before I went, I was like, I really don't feel comfortable letting somebody else in my hair because of... Because you, but you also had like a dedicated stylist too, didn't you? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, and she literally said, "If Ebony, if you wanted a silk press, I could have just did it for you." I'm like, "Listen, I know, <laughs> I know." It's just one of those things too, because like Marlon was also like, "No, go get it done, get it done. You never get your hair done." But like every time I've gotten my hair done in Georgia, it's been a bad time. Like the sewing I got for my wedding, I had to cut out chunks of my own hair because oh, there no. was just thread wrapped up around. It's like she sewed pieces onto like my hair. So like, I was fully just like, at one point, just cutting chunks out of my hair. Silk press fiasco. Like, I, my thing is like, I can take care of my own hair at this point better than anybody else has. So yeah. I will not be letting anybody else mess with my hair. Yeah. Yeah, live and learn. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I want my hair braided, I go to Texas. Yes. Yes. But back to the... Back to the book. Because <laughs> we veered, veered off the topic very early in the podcast. <laughs> but, okay, so... I, okay, so... As I was listening to her describe her life, I did feel a form of empathy for her, but... I, I definitely knew if I ever had grown up with her in my presence at all, ever, we would not be friends. I would not be able to get along with her because I can't, she just is very shallow. And it's only because of her true interest in fa- fashion 
in her eating disorder that makes her this shallow. Which, you know, I'm praying for her speedy recovery, for her eating disorder. Oh, she's fully recovered. Have you ever gone to any of her, like, social media accounts? No. Yeah. I, after I read, so I had been wanting to read this book for a long time. Yeah. When I read it. And keep in mind, I read this, like, months ago. Before we, we, I read this before we even came up with the titles for this podcast, because I knew this was the one book I was getting on here. Yeah. <laughs> and first of all, the cover, aesthetically pleasing. Like, it's my favorite kind of hot pink. You see, like, the black bar- Barbie doll with, like, an Af- Afro puff. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, this is what I want to read it. I heard, the thing about, though, is I read reviews before I pick a book out on Audible, because I don't want to waste my monthly credit on something I don't want to listen to. And... This book had mixed reviews and I don't usually gravitate towards things that are like controversial or like have like an equal amount of good and bad reviews because I'm like, I just want to read something with full good reviews so I know I'm going to like it. But it's one of those things that I was like, well, maybe because a lot of the mixed reviews, a lot of the high praise come from white people. Because in a book like this, which is almost a critique of white culture and what it does to black people. Yeah white people are going to excessively praise it to make them not look racist. Which is what happened with this book. Because a lot of the bad reviews, black women. And one of the reviews that stuck out to me and is the reason why I decided to buy and listen to this book, I didn't even illegally read this book. I paid my $15.99 membership to read this, which is I think why I'm so frustrated. (laughs) There was a review that said, this is a woman who did not realize she was black until after Obama came into office. And I stand by that statement. There is a part of the book, and when I first read this, because I was kind of coasting when I first was listening to this, I was like, okay, it's going to be like a memoir of a black girl in fashion. I'm interested in fashion, so it stuck out to me. But she's talking about her upbringing, and she's talking about how she draws a picture of her family, and she draws herself as white. Yeah. She has a black family. She's got a black mom, a black dad, a black sister, a black dog and you draw yourself as a white child. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whenever that happened, I was just like, why did her parents allow this to happen? Because my mom would have gave me a stern talking to. Yeah. Because I also grew up in a very white neighborhood, a very white school. Like for a long time, the only black kids at our school were me, my sister, my cousin, and then maybe 10 other kids. Yeah. So you're looking at an entire 600 person school, you probably got like, 13 black kids. Yeah. And also, whenever I listened to that, I was just like, which is like a crazy comparison because it doesn't actually fully work. It reminded me of Audre Lorde. Mm-hmm. Whenever she was just like, what is white? If mommy is white, I'm white too. Right. But it's not a full comparison because like this little girl understood what beauty was and so she drew herself to be beautiful so you understand the difference of what black is and what white is and Mm -hmm. it was just like wow (laughs) there were a lot of moments in this book where i was like "Mm, okay all right and I initially wanted me to read this book because I wanted her to not like it. And when she finished it, she was like, I feel really empathetic. I like the book. And I was like... Yeah, like, I didn't hate it. And not the thing at is, all. I... 
almost feeling different because I can kind of, I, after I read this book, I was so confused on how I felt about the author. Like, I was like, I can't, cause they're, the beginning of her life story, hate it. Don't like it, not a fan. When she starts getting into the fashion industry and I understand how the fashion industry te- treats black People girls. Of color. Yes, yeah. I understand, I get it. And just even in the time that she was in the fashion industry, I definitely get it. And even I read snark pages on Reddit. We've talked about this before. And I remember seeing her name pop up and they were talking about the way that her leave out looked and her weave looked in this like, in like some kind of press tour she was doing. And I was like, why do you care? Like, what is the point? I see white girls that get to show up to events like with a messy bun plopped on their head and it's called like high fashion. Yeah. And that's another reason why I was like, I get it. Because I also um, was the queen of like a sewing and a quick weave in high, in high school. And like, keep in mind at this point, there's only two other black black girls in my grade. It's me and two other black girls. Right. And it's like one of them only wears her hair perm. One of them also wore sew-ins, but she Not never, that great. She never took them out. So she would just put them on top of each other. Oh. Mm-hmm. So it was like there was the initial sewing and then it was just glued in tracks, glued in tracks, glued in tracks, glued in tracks. Oh. And then I have an aunt who is a hairstylist. My sister can do hair. I have other aunts who do hair. So like people could always do like my sewings and quick weaves, but it's like one of those things that first of all, hair did not look the same today as it did 10 years ago. And my friend was actually sending me pictures from like 10 years ago and I was like, wow, the hair is crazy. (laughs) Like, how was I going out like that? That's so insane. But it's like, I do remember people would like comment on it. Like say if they put like an extra bundle in, they'd be like, oh, your hair's so thick. You have magical hair growth solution, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay. Oh, wow. So, like, I kind of get when she's talking about that and, like, things she's encountered in, like, just the fashion and beauty sphere. And I empathize with her eating disorder because I know, like, she was coming of age, like, in the early 2000s, which is definitely, like, heroin chic and everybody was trying to be as thin as they possibly can, which for black women, like, your build is different. So, like, you cannot participate in heroin chic. And, like, I understand, like, the whole trying to make yourself smaller and smaller and smaller. And I did empathize with that. I follow her on social media, so I've seen that she's, like, frozen her eggs. And right now she's, like, um, dealing with uterine fibroids. And I, I really, like... What is that? So, you can get, like, fibroids, which a lot of black women have and don't know they have. And I'm not really sure what they're composed of. I think it's of just like uterine lining that just kind of like gathers until... Oh, like clots? Kind of, yeah. Because you can pass them, but some of them are too big to pass. And I think she has one that is too big to pass. I had an aunt like that. It was like the size of a volleyball. Oh, And they wow. had to like surgically remove it from her. Oh my God. Yeah. That's so, terrifying. Yeah. And like they affect African-American women on like such a higher proportion than any other like race or age so always something to get checked out but she's very like open and honest (laughs) about things like that and i do appreciate how honest she is about how things affect her i also really appreciate her instagram stories i appreciate her honesty through the book because like 
a lot of the shit that like she was talking about that made me roll my eyes i was just like well at least she said it like yeah she's she's not embarrassed about anything which to me is such an interesting quality to have because i don't share things that i'm embarrassed about oh okay so i guess that's also something i definitely related with her too because Mm -hmm. like i feel like i always grew up with the process well the mindset of like just owning my truth if Mm -hmm. i say it you can't hurt me with it interesting and i'm on team nobody will know (laughs) nobody will know so nobody can hurt me with it (laughs) no i'm definitely like hey everybody want to laugh at me real quick because this is funny. <laughs> and you can honestly see that in just our personalities. Like, when we go out places, like, with our husbands, you are very, like, do you guys want to hear something crazy I said? <laughs> and I'm like, you would never get that information out of me. <laughs> yes. Like, you will never. I do not believe in owning my truth. I own my truth privately. <laughs> so I do, res- and that's the thing about this book. I didn't like the majority of it, but I do respect this woman. Yeah. And I respect that she put together this partially embarrassing body of work and put it out and does not care about what people says. Now, she will fight a negative review tooth and in. Like, (laughs) she used to do this thing on her Instagram stories where she would go and seek, like, negative reviews on Amazon and then just, like, trash the people. Oh, my God. But it's, like, once again, embarrassing. But she owns it. Like, I think you can still see them on Instagram. Like, <laughs> she, 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 this woman is not embarrassed about anything. Right. Which is like, good for you. And I think that's another reason why there was such a disconnect with me in this book, because I don't believe in doing things like that. But, yeah. The white like story, said, you would never get that out of me. Yeah. <laughs> like, her reliving her, like, radio trauma days, there was, like, something that happened on, like, when she was working at BET. Oh, yeah. I would not relive that. That would stay in the vault. No, what, the one story that really sticks out to me is like whenever she was giving one of her boyfriends a blowjob right after eating and she threw up. Yeah. I would be like, yeah, that was something you, you could have kept to yourself. I'll die with that story. You could have kept that one. She's not embarrassed. <laughs> Like, nothing embarrasses her. And I would love to have that character trait. Yeah. Because I care so much about how I am perceived that you will never get embarrassing. Like, and the thing is, I will even curate embarrassing stories. So I have some crazy stories. And when I'm telling them, I will tone them down and I will make myself look better. Because you're not you're not getting uncut, Amiri. No. I feel like this was also a way for her to heal in mm-hmm. her trauma and it speaks to a lot of people like if you look up um token black girl on tiktok there's so many black girls who are abused that it's like i finally feel seen this is for the girls who've been called an oreo which i have been or the girls who have been said oh you talk white or you do this like a white person or you do this like a white person and i get it and that's why i wanted to read this book so bad because i was like dang i've also been a token black girl but a lot of this was not speaking to like tokenization. It no. was just because <laughs> like there there are different levels. Mm-hmm. There are definitely different levels to um, being a part of those crowds. Because uh-huh. like there's um, there like there are the peps, and then there are the gothic evil. Were you trying to say prep? 
the peps. They're peppy. <laughs> They're really I mean, peppy. That's called prep with an otter. <laughs> They're peps. I always call them peps in school. They're peps. All right. Like, you know, those little pez heads? That's what I thought about. You know, and that's the high school clique that I was in. Full yeah. Full string of pearls every day. Yeah, I remember I was talking to, um, Carlos and Avery and they were like, oh, do you think you and Amiri would have been friends in high school? And I was just like, absolutely not. No. no. We probably would have hated each other in high school. Well, not hated, I but... I would have hated each other, but we just... It would have been cordial, but, like, there's no way we would have been hanging out. No, no, no. Because, like, the, like, when I tell you the people that I hung out with were definitely outsiders... No. And, like, literally, I would want to fight anybody that talked about my quirky group of friends see yeah <laughs> yeah we definitely would have been friends like, no. <laughs> i was fully like on any planning committee there was i was student body president at one time the worst student body president i didn't do anything <laughs> except raise money for prom and that's all i cared about I, I was almost prom queen i lost my two votes and i will and I'm always like, dang, I should have voted for myself, and I didn't do it. Why didn't you do that? I thought it was tacky, so I wasn't going to do it. Oh, my God. Um, always vote for yourself. Yeah, I was like, National Honor Society, something in that, like, anytime they needed somebody to, like, represent the school, that's what I was doing. Very Sperry topsider, collared shirt, pearl <sighs> necklace, pearl earrings, Lily Pulitzer planner. No. Yeah, there's no way we would have. And honestly, I'm not saying that I'm still like that now. But I feel like we just met at a really good time. Because yeah. we're not alike. No. At all. We share very little diff we share very little similarities. Very little similarities. <laughs> like, we like to read. We like to walk. Yeah. We love a true crime podcast. Mm. And we married um, cousins. Because <laughs> sometimes, like, we'll be talking to each other about stuff, and the other person is just like, absolutely no. <laughs> I have nothing to add. Yeah. And, like, it was so funny because I could go for hours about any random topic with any nerdy, weird shit. And I'm just like, yeah, Mary cannot vibe. <laughs> and I'll, I will listen. I'll sit there and be like, hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I'm like, Ebony, do you want to see what our girl name is on this week? And I'm like, I'm yeah, like, I guess. <laughs> I'm like, have you, do you watch reality TV? No. There was at one point that I was making Ebony watch The Bachelor every week. Yeah. I was like conning. And I would fall asleep, but hey. Yeah, she would fall asleep every single week. I would like con them by being like, I'm going to cook y'all food too. So they'd be like, okay, cool. And I'd make dinner and Ebony would eat dinner and fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I am the best at falling asleep anywhere. This all. is true. I, I believe my parents. They shouldn't have just let me sleep. And see, I'm very particular about like where I can fall. Now, I will fall asleep in a car. I've never seen the trip to Pooler. Not once in my life. <laughs> like, we even went to the outlets when my mom and Samantha were here, and I was still kind of like... Dozing off. Yeah. And it was hot that day, too, and we had been walking around downtown, and I was just like... <laughs> sick. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm about to go to sleep. Hex, yeah. 
Um, I can fall asleep in a car, but like, I can sleep, like, if I have to sleep in a bed that's not mine, like, I can do it, I don't want to, but I can. But the best sleep, in my own bed, two blankets, four pillows, fan blowing, heating pad on. No, that's just a good vibe. I'm telling you. <laughs> that's why my house stays at 65. Oh, and my mom was like fully complaining. She's like, your house is so cold, your house is so cold. And like, Carlos was over, he was like, you would hate our house. <laughs> Cause I'm trying to tell her, I'm like, Carlos and Ebony's house is even colder than that. She's like, it's so cold in here, it's so freezing. Cause Marlon did just change her air filter before she came. And the air is blowing different in my house right now. Like it was, the first day it felt like your house. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. 65, we usually keep it on 63 and it's warmer than what's going on now. No cold house warm blankets this tv on like something you don't have to pay attention to yes there you go you just set the mood right <laughs> truly because truly. like these past couple nights i'm like dang i can't i can't fall asleep and the air has been right and everything but i got my blanket in there and i'm like ah much mm -hmm. better much better the thing about it is you gotta have the two blankets you have to because the one blanket you can feel the chill of the room that you've set up because it's like i have like air blowing and ceiling fan and lately i have this fan on my nightstand oh. so i've got three forms of air going around i can't just have one blanket i need to have two i need to have like two pillows that i sleep on and then like one wedged up under me and one where my arm can learn yes heating pad just to get a little bit of warmth going on in there you said and then once you get the perfect amount of warmth turn the heating pad off no, <laughs> you have mastered it. I, it's it's my it's my pride and joy. <laughs> Always a little fun drink by your bedside because you'll wake up in the middle of the night a little thirsty. A little thirsty. You don't gotta get parched. up. Life is good. No, it's great because like <laughs> my least favorite thing is when because Marlon gets in the bed after I get in the bed and it's always at some crazy late time for somebody who has to work at eight in the morning. Like it'll be like three a.m. and he's like oh getting in the bed and I'm like and it wakes me up and I'm like. <laughs> Who dare wake me from my slumber? <laughs> oh god. But it's like if Marlon's in the bed, I don't need the heating pad because you get that body heat. It's true. So, kiss. But it's true. sometimes, like the other night, I just unplugged my heating pad and I couldn't put it, plug it back in because I'm lazy. Yeah. And I was like waiting for Marlon to get into bed and like I fell asleep and I woke up and he still wasn't in the bed. Oh my god. And I'm like stomping around the house. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, the game's off. The game's been off. What are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just not sleepy. I was like, get in the bed now. Now. I need you now. I was like, turn off all the lights, make sure all the doors are locked, get in the bed. I need your worth. <laughs> but it's like, I was so mad that I didn't even want to sleep next to him. So I didn't even want to look The whole reason for me making him get in the bed, I didn't even want. He's like, you're not going to cuddle up to me? I was like, no. <laughs> Two in the morning. Oh my God. <laughs> Terrace. An emotional terrorist. I understand though. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta be an emotional terrorist. Um I'm trying to circle back to this book. <laughs> she was an emotional terrorist. But she grew up primed by other emotional terrorists. 
because especially that one story where she was just like i want this girl to die <laughs> i was just like whoa <laughs> whoa but it's like also having to grow up in like the upper west side and where apparently that other black lady is from that everybody hates the candace person you know who i'm talking about no oh candace no that's a basketball player <laughs> um she's i think she's a republican oh speaker. um dang i know who you're talking about and she grew up around the same area that danielle grew up in because it's like rich manhattan like it's like you're very well off mm-hmm. and like i i want to say i blame the parents but i know society does play a huge role in how how young people are morphed into the person that they become. That's true. It's tr- it's very like a nurture versus nature. Like nature can only go so far. Yeah. yeah. And I do feel really bad about that, but not too bad. Cause I'm like, you grew up with like resources and access and like other people had to be like the token and didn't even grow up with that. So like, you gotta be poor and to- tokenized. Yeah. And then like her mother was just, finally understood and realized that oh my daughter really thinks she's white so let me force this black literature on her I'm like that's not gonna end no, well no <laughs> it's not what she should have forced on her was some black movies she should have made her watch The Wood yeah Love and Basketball Best Man Love Jones all of the greats because the thing about it is people who are considered like black people don't read black literature I'm gonna tell you this right now like yeah I mean I know because yeah like if you go to a cookout a black wedding a black party nobody's sitting around talking about books no no I know like okay so I was talking to this one guy who is just like hey I have a podcast out you should listen to it I'm like oh I have one too he's like oh what's yours about I'm like reading mm-hmm. and he's just like laugh straight in my face and I'm just like you know what I didn't deserve that <laughs> but it's also like I don't advertise that I be having a pot like if I know somebody reads I'm like yeah I have this podcast of books you might like it or you know I was in the airport and somebody was like asking we were like we're both looking at books and she put the vanishing half and I was like oh my gosh like I love that book I actually have a and she we were talking about it and I was like I actually have a podcast episode about it and she's like oh, okay cool what's the podcast called tell her but like, I'm not going up to random people and being like, hey, you want to hear about some books? <laughs> and like, the like, thing is, and like, I don't want to say it, but it's just like, as I was talking to this person, he was describing his podcast. I'm like, oh, y'all are kind of illiterate, but not in the rude way that it sounds like, which I, I understand. Is there a nice way to say you're illiterate? Apparently, no. Well, me, a writer, is apparently illiterate, but whatever. You're not illiterate, because you just can't pronounce some words. (laughs) (laughs) Pronunciation just isn't your strong suit. No, that's why I'm not a vocal reader. I'm just a... Anyway. But it's just like, you can tell whenever somebody reads and whenever somebody doesn't read. Right. You can tell. And, like, it's not even, like, a bad thing because, like, reading is not for everybody. I actually know very few people who like to read. Like, who just read for fun. Yeah. Very few people. 
Yeah. And I get it. There's other things you'd rather be doing. Yeah. Like, Redacted told me the other day she was so proud of me for having a podcast and continue the season and all this other things. I'm like, oh, have you listened to it? She's like, no. I haven't listened to your podcast, but I am proud of you for continuing. And I'm just like, listen, there has to be some action behind these words. Because like, and she's like, well, I just don't want to be spoiled on anything. And I'm just like, listen, half half the podcast we don't talk about books. No, we don't. Like we're not talking about token. We have actually only spent probably ten percent of the podcast of this one talking about this book. Yeah. And like, and I don't know the reason. Maybe because of the end of the season. Because by the end of our seasons, we get real chaotic. Real chaotic. Real lazy. Real yeah. We're just like <laughs> more like, hey, do you want to just sit around and talk for an hour? Yeah. Just dish. We'll just like mention the name of the book, and then like at the end, we'll just like be like, and back to the book. Yeah. <laughs> What's your rating? What's your rating? <laughs> and people listening are like, they spent no time talking. Yeah. If then if we if I ever put this out and Danielle comes across it, and she's like, oh yeah, I'm ready to. Oh hate. yeah, she she's about to rip us a new one. She's gonna be like, y'all didn't talk about the book though. And I'd be like, period. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to talk about. <laughs> Should I just block me on Instagram? <laughs> I'm not gonna get to see her stories anymore. Yeah, she's just like, absolutely not. Not not you. Not you. <laughs> you don't get to watch me gallivant around New Orleans. She lives in New Orleans. I'm jealous. Yeah, that sounds that seems like such a cool place to live. It does seem like a cool place to live. But like it's also an expensive place to live. It's also a very haunted place to live. We but live we live in Savannah, Savannah so, so. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like New Orleans is a different kind of haunted. Because like yeah. Savannah kinda of tucks their haunted away. Right. And New Orleans is more like They parade it. <clears throat> very hoodoo centric. Yeah, there's like a different type of haunted in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. Once yeah. you get to like the voodoo, the hoodoo, that's something I'm not playing around with. No, 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 no. And see, the thing is, like, I want to learn about it, but I don't want to practice it. But I just feel like learning about it is going to open me up to some things I don't want to be open up to. Yeah, I'm not trying to. to open up any portals. So I'm just like, mm. But it's like, sometimes I'm always, I'm like interested when they're doing like, you want a tarot card reading? And I'm like. No, see, I'm never interested in learning about my future. Oh, always. I'm like, tell me. Like, when I went to New Orleans, I went and sat at a fortune teller who only had the top half of her body. I kid you not. Stomach up. No legs, no nothing down there. And she fully told me that my husband's name, she was like, it's, it's gonna have a J, which I assumed was my boyfriend's name. Yeah. Because his name started, first name started with a J. But then I was like, when I met Marlon, I was like, dang, your last name started with a J. And the last names are the names that matter the most. That is true. And she just told me a bunch of stuff, a bunch of internal trauma and fears that I had. She, like, pulled them out of me. Oh. And... See, that doesn't sound fun to me. No, it was kind of... It was... I was like, dang, you were legit. You're the real thing. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like that comes from God? No, I don't. I don't think it comes from, like, like, a demon or anything either, but... I just know that, like, you really aren't supposed to talk to, like, sooth... The Bible says soothsayers. That's what they call fortune tellers and stuff. Uh-huh. And, like, I get it because it's, like, you really aren't supposed to know. Like, you're not supposed to be all-knowing. That's kind of, like, the whole 
bases of the Bible. That's why we're in the situation we're in. Yeah. We shouldn't want to know things. But I don't really think it comes from God. I don't think it comes from, like, the devil or anything either. I just think it's... I really think it's just people who are good at reading other people. Like, I really think anybody can... Because she probably just pulled that letter out of thin air. And, like, you're like, oh, dang. You, like, try to, like, apply it to everything. It's kind of like um a horoscope. Even though I do believe that, like, <clears throat> you are born at the time you're supposed to be born and, like, the season you're supposed to be born for, like, a reason. Yeah. So, like, I have, like, a really interesting view on horoscopes because I don't feel like they're always true, but I feel like the reflection of who you are based on, like, what sign you were born under makes a lot of sense because it's, like, why yeah. would you be born under the sign if you didn't exhibit these traits? And, like, whenever I was talking to my dad's girlfriend... To your younger sister. <laughs> Carlos showed me that picture and I was like, ah, no. <laughs> I was perturbed. <laughs> Whenever I was talking to um, her, she said that she doesn't believe in horoscopes and stuff like that. And I was like, I kind of do. Because, like, your body is 90% water. And I do feel like the moon and the tides and things like that does play a role in your emotional mm-hmm. things. State and stuff. So I feel like it does have some stake in that personality trait in the way that genetics and all that chemical stuff that scientists know about. I do play, feel like it, like it makes sense. Now, is there a way for you to balance out whether you're going to be a boy or a girl in the moon? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't, like, people be getting a little too, they're like, oh, if I do this ritual and this all, like, that's weird too. I'm like, that's... That doesn't make sense. That's a little... Strange. Yeah, I don't feel like that's, that's gonna work weird. out. But listen, if you like it, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I do believe that God allows you... I do believe that God is changed, and I feel like... <laughs> If you put Earth enough season. faith <laughs> into whatever it is that you believe in, he will make a way for it to happen for you. Unless it's really bad and not in his plan, he's just going to say no. Yeah, I feel like God is big on But I also feel like he's kind of like, if this is what you want that bad, I'm about to show you. That you're not ready. That you're not ready and you don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, you ready to, you ready to do things my way? <laughs> Because um, my mama always told me that even though God hears your prayers, the devil hears them too, especially if you speak them out loud. Mm-hmm. So he could come in the disguise of a God blessing from God if you're not careful and intentional with what you want. No, I'm for sure. Like, and I think that people really don't be thinking the devil will be as powerful as he is. It was just crazy. Because I'm like, he was like the best angel. Yeah. Like, he was like God's right hand. Why wouldn't you think this man is tricky? Like, this man is a trickster. Yeah. But it's like, have you ever heard, like, the old folks telling you about, like, oh, I've met the devil before? And they're like, and he ran away, and you see, like, the chicken footprints or, like, the goat hooves in the sand. Yeah, and that's why I try to steer away from certain movies. Mm Mm-hmm with depictions of him because like they creep me out and you know what i have always felt like the devil just look a plain person like a normal person yeah which i think is scarier than him looking like some sort of like beast 
Okay, uh, okay. Have you ever, probably not, <laughs> have you ever seen this show called Lucifer? No, but my mom loves that show. Okay. So it's, I've, I've seen it playing on our TV every now and then. Okay, so he basically does look like his normal handsome self, but then he does have, like, puts on the appearance of the devil. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what the actual devil can do. He can, like, slip on his little demon face. Right. Because it's, like, it's easy to approach you in, like, your normal human handsome face. But if you're trying to make a point, you're, like, Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, you hear all those deals about people, like, making deals with the devil. And it's, like, you're not, realistically, you're not making a deal with, like, this giant demon with wings and horns and, like, hooves. Like, because why would you do that? Yeah. But, like, if somebody comes up to you, he's a handsome man, he's, like, <laughs> you want to do the thing? Trade me your soul. Why not? I do feel like, and that's what terrifies me about the devil. Mm-hmm. Because I do feel like, because he was once an angel, I do feel like he's very charming and alluring mm-hmm. and all of these things. So, it's going to sound crazy to say this, but I do feel like he could be a very likable person. No, for sure. Do you remember when the new pope was elected? And people were like, that's the devil. Yeah. Like, people were like, no, this is the devil. This man is the devil. Mm. They also said that about Barack. Obama. Yeah. And I kind of was like, he is charming. <laughs> and realistically, would America vote a black man in presidency? I'm just kidding. I'm not, I'm not one of those people who think like Obama's like... Antichrist. I feel like I need to say that in this day and age. No, I really do feel like people who are white elected him just to be like, well, I voted for Obama, so I can't be racist. For sure. It's like, get out. Yeah. I would have voted for him a third time if I could. He was such a charming man. But also, he's also half white. I'm waiting for a full black. Oh my God. (laughs) Y'all love to take away. Listen. Listen, I'm not taking away Obama's blackness. I'm just saying, I think that him having a white mom was palatable to the white people that voted for him. Yeah. I want to see a blackity black president. Like, I want to see a man that came from the hood, like, got- Would you vote for Snoop? He doesn't have any (laughs) political background. Well, neither did Trump. And I did not vote for him. I voted for Hillary Clinton, who should have been president. Have I ever told told you the story about me going to vote? Yes. About how they, like, tried to... They were like, we're not letting this black girl vote. (laughs) They were just like, you're not actually eligible to vote. That's not even your name. Like, but but, but it is. They're like, it's not, though. But it is. (laughs) You're (laughs) one of those fake voters. (laughs) You're one of those dead voters. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, We have gotten so off track. Is there anything else you would like to mention about Danielle? I would just like to end this by saying I do appreciate her honesty and how she is not embarrassed about any facet of her life and she stands by it like she will argue people down about her memoir and it's crazy because it's just like how I would like to know what type of argument she's having because like this is her life yeah so like, how can you say it's I think not people true. are like wow like this just is what I expected in this post-liberal America 
Which to me, I would also be arguing that too. I'm like, what is, okay. We are in a post the real America. <laughs> cool. I'm, 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 I'm glad you got what you expected. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things that with a lot of the negative reviews from black people, there were some that like, I, I understood after reading the book, but there were also some where I'm like, why are you tearing this person down over her life experiences? Yeah, it's just like, I can't not like it because it is her truth. Yeah, and you know what? I didn't even feel that way until we started talking today because I was just like, this is kind of cringe. But like, that's how people's lives are. Like, everybody has really cringe moments. Yeah. But she does not like, like how I was saying, I will like filter. Because <laughs> I'm like, you won't, you're not seeing cringe. Yeah. You won't see it. I, I don't. I don't operate that way. <laughs> she's like, this is unfiltered, this is raw, this is director's cut yeah. of my life. And I own it, and this is what it is, and this is how I felt, and I'm talking about how I felt. And it's like, people are still like talking about it. They're like, oh, but she looks this way, and she does this a certain way, and look at her hair, and you you um, can tell by her hair that she only grew up around white people, and this, that, and the other, and it's like, you're just proving her point right. <laughs> exactly. Like, I remember people would like, <laughs> it's funny. So this guy I go, I work with, his name is Garcelle. He, an older, I wouldn't even call him a gentleman, an older cat at the job <laughs> had, was scrolling through my Facebook. I don't know why he decided to look me up, but he went, he went and looked me up on Facebook he found this old picture that was taken like maybe two or three years ago mm-hmm. where I was wearing a Reggie Waller crop top, some jeans, and I put on a filter and I was I was feeling cute. So I took a picture and I had it on Facebook. He was just like, oh, I saw Ebony with a throwback and like just getting really thirsty about it. Mm-hmm. So Carcel went and he was scrolling through my Facebook or whatever. And he was just like, oh, you look like you hung out with those goth kids in high school. And I was just like, well, I did. You're like, I did hang out with the goth kids in high school. <laughs> and he was like, because um, I had the bob cut with the swoosh in front of my eyes. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, oh, yeah, you like to have them bangs in front of your eyes like one of those emo kids. And I was just like. Honestly, like, it's a hairstyle. Like, it's a very popular yeah, hairstyle. I also had the bob haircut with the bang. Like literally, every black girl had that like, in that specific I, era of yeah, life. There was like there was like 2011, yeah, 2012. That was it. Every black girl had the permed hair. Yep. Bob. Yep. And it's always a uh, oh my hair would be longer, but I was in swim lessons. <laughs> The chlorine broke off my hair, which actually is what happened to me. I had really long hair when I was a kid, and we didn't understand that swim lessons, you just needed to wear swim crap. So we were just, like, my mom would braid up our hair to go to swim lessons, Yeah. the chlorine did break off our hair. But, like, that's not why my hair was in a bob. Like, I asked for a bob. I, I also was just like, yeah, I want, I want the bob, and I want the bang. <laughs> and my bob started off as, like, I want, like, the... Umbrella era Rihanna Bob. Oh, so yeah. like when I was an anchor and I had like the short in the back, long in the front. Yeah. But then by high school I grew up to one length and I was like, yeah, we'll just keep it like this. Yeah. Let's upkeep. Like the permanently like straight hitting it so hard, like you can hear the hair sizzle. Yes, and the smell I remember the smell of burnt hair. 
I was so embarrassed one day because like I always myself I hated the smell of burnt hair mm-hmm. and I went to school one day and the guy was just like I was just like what are you doing he's like you you straighten your hair today and I was just like mortified you're like mortified like oh my god that was the worst feeling ever so I found out about hair perfume very early on in life like because I did just grow up around white girls so they all had hair perfume I didn't know that was even a thing yeah there's like a a body spray for your hair that doesn't have like alcohol in it so it's not gonna dry your hair out yeah you can just never smell burnt hair Mm-hmm. I am so sad that I did not know that. I also spent a lot of time reading fashion and beauty, beauty magazines, which is not something you did. No, so. it's not. No, it is not. No, I, I never understood the appeal of wanting to look like someone else. And see, I don't see it as looking like somebody else. I see it as like looking at your, like yourself, but elevated. Mm-hmm. My mom also, like, grew up... I grew up hearing that we were poor and can't afford all that stuff. Oh, I I got a job. (laughs) I got a job just so I could pay for extensions and I could pay for makeup. Like, once my mom started letting... Because I wasn't allowed to wear makeup until I was, like, 16. Yeah. And once I could, I got my best friend, and she's, like, very into makeup. And I was like, tell me what I need to buy. Then she's like, well, I can kind of tell you, but like we have different skin colors, so I don't know what's gonna look right on you versus what looks right on me. Cause she is the palest of all pale too. So like <laughs> she gets like the lightest color in every shade and she's like, well, you, I don't. And it's also really hard to color match me. But then I started watching um, girls do their makeup on YouTube and that's how I learned how to do makeup. Cause my mom doesn't wear makeup. Mm-hmm. Well, she wears it now, but like, not for real. Like, <laughs> and it's so funny because like she was here last week and she'd be like, "Hey, did I blend it on my makeup?" I'm like, "You put on half a pump of foundation. Like, you should be good. You're just going across your. You're fine. That's great. You're fine." Where me, I I wouldn't even know where to begin. Like makeup is so overwhelming for me. I really feel like after you just showed me all your brushes, I was just like, "This is a little too much." Yeah, she was really stressed out about those brushes. Which, I was like, it's not that serious. I'm like, but what are they for? And I'm like, they all serve a different purpose. Would you like to go through each one? And you're like, I don't know. I want to get off this ride. I don't know. It's like, this is too much. It is so funny because like... Everything looks like lipstick, but it's not. Yeah, she'd be like, so that's lipstick. And I'm like, no, that's concealer. And she's like, but that's lipstick. I'm like, that's a contour stick. That's lipstick. That's foundation. That's lipstick. That is lipstick. (laughs) I'm like, nope, that's mascara. And it blows my mind because, like, I have always loved, like, makeup and clothes and fashion and everything else. And, like, I was telling this to Marlon the other day because I was watching something and this girl on TikTok was like, I don't even like any of that stuff. And I was like, it's not like ebony. And I'm like, that's so crazy because it's like... I just thought that everybody was like this. And then when I met Ebony, you were like, no, I don't wear makeup. And I was like, you don't wear like, ever. Ever. <laughs> ever. And like the thing is, I've seen Ebony wear makeup exactly one time mm-hmm. when she got married. Yep. And I've never seen it again. Mm-mm. And like, honestly, I was, after it was done, I was just like, I don't think I like this on my face. <laughs> I don't think I look pretty. <laughs> and it's like, I can imagine like, 
never wearing makeup and then putting it on like and on your wedding you have to wear like, a bunch of makeup because it has to stay all day and it's gotta look good in pictures and it's gotta show up on video and stuff and then it's like I could imagine how that has a feel in your face. Yeah. Because me, I can't feel makeup anymore because I put it on every day. Mm-hmm. It's like wearing a mask. And I feel like every time I touch my face, I'm going to, like, ruin it. And then, like, the eyelashes she she put on, I was just like, oh, I feel like they're about to fall off my eyeball. <laughs> I feel like if I blink too many times, it's just going to fall off. I've been really struggling. It was, it, was a, it was a rough time to be alive. But it was it was a great day. It was fun seeing everybody there. It was a fun, it was a good turnout. No, it really was. It was very, very packed. Because like, and then it was also like raining so hard that day. And like the night before the tornado sirens, no, the morning of. Yeah, the, it went off like three different times. It went off three different times. And I was just like, okay. That's supposed to be good luck though. Yeah. If you have bad weather on your wedding day. Oh yeah, God's looking out. It's it's actually supposed to be good for your fertility. (laughs) I got married on a very sunny day, so. (laughs) (laughs) That Marlon doesn't listen to this, he would hate that joke. (laughs) That would not go well for me. Every time we bring it up, I'm just like, oh, God, I don't know what to say. (laughs) I think it's a funny joke. Nobody else thinks it's funny. (laughs) You're like, laugh. I'm hilarious. I know. I'm like, laugh. It's funny. And people are like, it's not funny. It's uncomfortable, Mary. Please stop. And I'm like, if I'm laughing, that's all that matters. (laughs) I'm over here popping out. I really need to go. Dude the health department to get some more birth control. Oh, you're just, you're just playing fast and loose at this point. Yeah. Because it's because I'm lazy. All right. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. like, I like to enjoy my one day off by not doing anything. Listen. It's really hard, but you know. I want you to think about that now. Listen, you told me about the calcium in my teeth falling out. That's enough for me. There's so many other like crazy. I need to find the girl on TikTok who has a list of reasons why she won't get pregnant. Like, she'll watch a video and she'll be, like, adding it to the list. And, like, she has a list of, like, a hundred items now. Oh. Listen, whenever... Because, okay. I always said if I ever wanted... I always said if I ever had children, Mm -hmm. I would definitely breastfeed. Not happening. Not happening. There's just, like, so much work going into breastfeeding. That and, like... This might be TMI, but they're very sensitive very sensitive and so it's just like like flicking hurts so i can only imagine what a little parasite is gonna feel like yanking at the nip and like when they start getting teeth in too listen have you heard the swords people and their nipples like torn off yeah and listen 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 listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> i would throw that little monster. That's crazy. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, enough, soon enough. You're done. No more. You're done. I'd be like, listen, I tried. I tried all of two days. I was like, I tried for that one day. <laughs> it was awful. And then like your boobs get all miss. Yeah, they do. And uh uh-uh. And you can get like a clogged duck. And like sometimes the only way to get the duck unclogged is to get like 
a good suction going. So have you seen those women that have like their men like breastfeed on them to like unclog the duct? No! We're on different sides of TikTok. Yes! They're like, yeah, I have uh, mastitis and I tried everything and like the duct is clogged. And usually if you try like feeding like this, it could unclog, but sometimes it can't. But you need a better suck section than like what a baby can give you. So they'll have like their husbands like get up under there and this is gonna sound crazy, but I've always wondered what breast milk felt tasted like. People say it's really good. They say it's really sweet. It's like a super sweet milk. So in my head, I'm thinking like a like a vanilla oat milk because like sweet and like I think it's thicker than regular milk too. And I know yeah. oat milk's pretty thick. So like a vanilla oat milk. <clears throat> Some breast milk on top. I wonder how uteruses work, which sounds crazy. I'm like, um, in what capacity have any? <laughs> <laughs> but like, I know some people, they can't produce eggs, but does their uterus still do what a uterus does? Well, your uterus is kind of just like a holding spot because your eggs get produced in your um, ovaries. Mm. So anybody, well, not obviously anybody, but anybody with a uterus, oh, they're coming for me. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can they're smell the cancer. They're coming for now. me, but... Can anybody with a... I know some people say that their uterus is a very hostile environment, but... And they might just mean by, like, their ovaries and their, like, fallopian tubes. And some people have things like tilted uteruses that make it hard for, like, uh, the sperm to get an egg. And it's, like, some people's has, like, endometriosis, so they'll have, like, those, like, endometriosal tissue all in their uterus, which makes a lot of other things hard. Like, apparently... And I learned this last time with Nobby Joyin. I have like loose tissue like all in my uterus. I don't have oh. endometriosis, but I do have a lot of like loose tissue all over the place. Like the fibro thing? Kind of, I, what I think it is is deflated cysts that are just like just hanging out there. Cause like you really don't shed those out in your uterine lining. They just kind of like stick to you, I guess, if you don't get them surgically removed. And apparently the cysts that I have the doctor is really confused about them because he's like they're thick and heavy like they should have like hair and teeth like when we open them up they're like the size of like people who have cysts like that because you can't have a cyst that it's called a dermoid cyst that'll grow hair and teeth why just does but so mine are that size and that weight that's what that that's how it flipped onto the fallopian tube oh, and like so killed terrifying. my ovary yeah but it's not full of anything so when they deflate they're just like these big masses just hanging out in my uterus if you were to be, this sounds crazy, inseminated, mm -hmm. the word itself just sounds weird. Yeah. Would you have to like clear all of that out? They don't really know. They're really confused because it's like, and I also, I don't have like two fallopian tubes anymore. I just have one. Because mm -hmm. like one of them got wrapped up by that cyst. So it, like everything got like taken out. So it just depends because I also have like a ring of cysts around that ovary too, uh -huh. which would be blocking. So nobody really knows at this point. My OBGYN. Well, whenever you get inseminated, like can't, don't they just get an egg and like put it in you? Uh, the, it's different ways. Like you could just do artificial insemination with sperm and just get it like turkey basted up inside of you. Right. You could do like insemination where they and that's just kind of like how IVF is, where they like make the embryo and then implant the embryo in you. And like, hopefully it like works out. 
interesting. I have to I have to do more research on that. I'm intrigued. It's really sciencey. Like if you like sciencey, if you like sciencey type stuff, you would love to be infertile. <laughs> God. And round around with a joke. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what is your rating for this book? You know, when I first read it, it was a two. Yeah. Now that I've talked about it, I'll give it a 3.5. Okay. I did give it a solid four because you know, I just respect truths. Mm-hmm. You are a truth teller. All right. Well, that is it. That is all. Thank you for coming by and listening to us chit chat. Because that's really what this was. Yep. We even brought in the king snake himself today. Okay, I'm done. I was like, <laughs> I'm done. What? Are <laughs> summoning the devil on the podcast? No, I was just like mentioning that we did bring talk about just, him a little I bit. Just, I just want to talk about him. You know? <laughs> He's so charming. I love Lucifer. <laughs> just kidding, God. Anyway. God knows my heart. <laughs> Check us out on Spotify and Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. I almost didn't say those words. And Facebook, the Facebook page. Please leave comments and tell us what you want us to talk about more. I do have a poll going, so just look Don't at vote. it and vote and tell us what you want. Bye. Bye.